0: Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, and you are listening to the Small Bizette podcast and I am so excited to deliver for you today yet another diary podcast where I just, you know, spit you a few rhymes about a topic that I am very passionate about. And today I want to talk to you about Kobe Bryant. This today is going to be my ode to Kobe Bryant. I live in Philadelphia. I have lived in Philadelphia since 1995 and when I first moved here, I was a television producer. I worked for the NBC and ABC stations here. And I remember when Kobe Bryant was in high school. I remember I lived in the neighborhood where he went went to high school. And so I remember when Laura Marion won the national, I mean, the state championships. I remember when Kobe Bryant went to the prom with Brandy. I remember when he announced that he was going to go straight to the NBA out of high school. And at that time, that was unusual. There weren't a lot of high school players that were good enough to go to the NBA, but absolutely Kobe was. And he ended up after 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers being one of the greats to ever play the game. And it's interesting because I remember when Kobe Bryant was in the NBA draft and he really, really wanted to play for the 76ers but the 76ers really wanted Allen Iverson. Ivan Allison went first in the draft and the 76ers took him And Kobe ended up being drafted by Charlotte and then being immediately transferred to the Los Angeles Lakers, where he spent his entire career. And, you know, it was so interesting being in Philadelphia at that time, because I remember they didn't even call Allen Iverson by his name. They used to just call him the answer. And back then, you guys got to know, the Sixers were pretty bad. You could go see them for about $10. That's how bad they were. And you know Allen Iverson came, and they built the whole franchise around him. And Kobe ended up going to Los Angeles, and eventually they built the whole franchise around him. He and Shaq together, they were absolutely the you know the dream team. And you know Kobe Bryant, there's so many things that have been said about him in the media recently. But for me, I thought it was worth examining his growth and development as a person, as a man, as a father. You know. I think it's incredibly unfair for people to evaluate someone by their worst day ever. And I refuse to do that. I think that what we have from him is such an incredible legacy and not just an athletic legacy. He had incredible business acumen and foresight, and he was very much interested in the next generation of athletes, the next generation of students. And he really, in his retirement from the NBA since 2016, had truly dedicated himself to building products and tools and information and a sports league for the next generation of, of athletes athletes, and he had four daughters, and one of his daughters is a star volleyball player. His young daughter, Gianna, who died with him in the helicopter crash, was an up-and-coming basketball star, and she really wanted to, I mean, she was only 13, but she already knew she wanted to go to UConn and play basketball, and he was such an advocate for the WNBA and just girls sports in general, and I think that that is what we need to think about when we think about him, but he's done he did so much and he gave so many interviews and he really was about leadership and being a leader and, and, and demonstrating that and you know when he first started out in his career in the NBA they called him showboat. I actually think that's a nickname that Shaquille O'Neal gave him and it wasn't a term of endearment. It was like this dude is just out here hot dogging wants people to see him. But I think he eventually gave himself the nickname Black Mamba, and we know that is the most dangerous and deadly snake in the world. And and because he viewed himself playing basketball as an assassin, almost like a ninja. <laughs> and, you know, he rose to be the greatest Laker of all time. He flourished in his retirement. He was a, a poet, a filmmaker, a creative, a, a business leader. He founded Bryant Stibble, a venture capital firm that you know, provide financing advice for tech companies. He also had a growth in equity and, and value equity funds and there was so much stuff he did. He 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 was one of the early investors in Alibaba and Legal Zoom. You know, he had major contracts with Nike. He was a big ambassador for internet he was so worldly he was he was one of nike's top ambassadors to grow basketball in china and all over the world and he was interested in multiple sports not just basketball but lots of different sports and you know he he didn't have everything great all the time. I mean, he had to work really hard. I mean, obviously having a a father who was a professional basketball player gave him a leg up, gave him a mentor, gave him access and information that other people didn't have. But at the end of the day, he had to do the work. And one of my favorite quotes from Kobe Bryant Is I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance, no excuses. He believed that dedication sees dreams come true, and I believe that. I definitely am someone who believes that you can outwork people, (laughs) you can put more into it than they put into it, and that's why you win. But you know, he also was someone who could be vulnerable, could be humble. You know, he taught, he has talked about, you know, he said that the moment you give up is the moment that you let someone else win. And and I think that that's true. I mean, he he has a lot of, you know, in talking about basketball, there's a lot of things we can learn about leadership. You know, he has talked about once you know what failure feels like, determination chases success. And I I love that because he believed that so strongly. But he also was willing to say that you know, he had, he had worries. He he was, he was nervous sometimes. I mean, he, he, he is quoted by saying, I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have fear of failure. I have nights when I show up in the arena and I'm like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. You don't deny it but you also don't compatulate to it, you embrace it. And I appreciate the fact that he said that because I think people look at amazing athletes and think that they, you know, wake up every day feeling amazing. And that's not true. I know as the small biz lady, I don't wake up every day feeling like being your small biz lady. There's days that I have to talk to my right leg and say, set it off. You got to get this party started. So I know that, the leadership aspect of what he talked about was so, so, so powerful when he talked about the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great at whatever they want to do. And I love that because, you know, early on in his career, he was not very well thought of as a team player, but he eventually embraced his role as a leader, you know, and, but he also would not be, he would not be turned around. He would not be turned back. He said, I'm not going anywhere no matter what the injury, unless it's completely debilitating. I'm going to be the same player I've always been. I'll figure it out. I'll make some tweaks, some changes, but I'm still coming. And I love that because in business, we have to do those same kind of things. Our original business model might not work. It might needs to be tweaked. It might need to change. But you still have to fight. You still have to push every day. We can't let depression and fear take over, you know. And and I loved him because he he talked about how re, you know he was reflective with a purpose. And I, I read this quote. He said, "I'm reflective only in the sense that I learn to move forward." I, I love that because I believe that you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. And so. I don't believe in wallowing in challenges and problems. Instead, you got to keep it moving. You've got to get out there and make money for your family. You've got to figure out how you're going to turn this ship around. Even if that means you got to go back and get a job for a couple years because your business model didn't throw off enough money. That's okay. And you can't be afraid of that. If things aren't working out, you have to do what you got to do and you can't be afraid. You know, the thing you have to do is you got to put everybody on notice that you're here and that you're real. And I think by, you know, pivoting, regrouping, reinventing your business model, these are all things that all of us have had to do. I mean, I've been in business now. It'll be my 21st year a little bit later this year. Listen. I have twisted and turned my business model several times. And you have to do that in order to be responsive to what your customers need. But also just because things change the way people buy, what people need. You have to be listening to your customer and you have to respond. You know, but the thing is, is that he one of the other things that Kobe said it was there's a choice that we all have as people, as individuals. If you want to be great at something, there's a choice you have to make. We all can be masters at our craft, but you have to make a choice. And what I mean by that is there are inherent sacrifices that come along with that. Family time, hanging out with friends, being a great friend, being a great son, nephew, whatever the case may be, there are sacrifices that come along the way with making that decision. And I think that that could be said about football, basketball, running a business. When you first get started in business, you don't have time to hang out. You might not have time to date. There might be programs at your kid's school that you miss. And so that all is part of it. But if you made the decision to put your shingle out to say you are open for business, you're taking on 10 to 12 jobs at one time. And but you made that choice. And that's okay. But you got to put in the work. And you can't be afraid of the choice that you made. You just have to put in the work to execute. And, and and the other thing that I like that he says, he said, if you if you if you are afraid to fail, then you're probably gonna fail. So you can't be worried about failing, you have to be worried about doing. And and that's really, what do you have to get done today? What are your top five priorities that you have to get done every day to move your business forward? Are you doing them? Are you making the calls? Are you sending the emails? Are you writing the content? Are you putting it out on social media? Are you getting on the phone and calling your existing customers just to check in? What do you need to do to move your business forward, the fact that it's Friday, the fact that it's, you know, Christmas Eve, whatever, you still can reach out to people and make a difference. You know, Kobe tore his Achilles tendon in 2013. And really, it was an injury that dramatically affected the rest of his career. After he tore his Achilles tendon, he only played 107 more professional basketball games before he. Retired in April of 2016. And his very last game, he scored 60 points, which was great. You know, the last season that Kobe Bryant played in the NBA, he kind of did a victory lap around the country and it was his farewell tour, you know, sort of like Elton John being out here telling people he's going to quit in two years. And so he's playing all the stadiums. And I remember when Kobe Bryant came back with the Lakers to play the Sixers in. 2016. In fact, I bought tickets and my son and I went to the game. And we went to the game because at the time my son was going to Lower Marion School District, and they announced it on email to every parent in the school district. You know, Kobe Bryant is about to retire. This is going to be his last game as an NBA player. And He went to Lower Marion and they wanted everyone in Lower Marion School District to be at the game. And I think it sold out. And it was sold out because people wanted to see Kobe. And me and my son went to that game. And the Sixers actually won that game that night and beat the Lakers, believe it or not. But it wasn't about the game, it was about seeing Kobe. And I'm so grateful that my son and I got a chance to go to that game. We got a chance to see Kobe Bryant play. And he played well, even though the, the, the Lakers actually didn't win. And it's funny because the team was doing so bad that year, but they actually beat the 76ers, which was like, you know, kind of interesting. But I guess I say all that to say is that sometimes, you know, you never know where you're gonna get inspiration from. You never know what can happen. And so I think it is important to think about this. How you live is how you love. And it's okay to love your work, but it's really important to make sure that the people you love know that you love them. You know, one of the things that I heard about Kobe Bryant after he passed is that he did over 200 Make-A-Wish visits for sick kids. 200. I mean, and the thing that's sad to me is that I wish they had talked about this stuff when he was alive. I wish they had talked about, how he had evolved. I mean, his dear basketball movie that, that was really a, a letter that he wrote because he was sad about his career ending turned out to be an amazing short movie and he won the Oscar for it and he's got a series of kids leadership books that have come out and he was doing so much. He was really interested in preparing the next generation of leaders whether they be athletes on or off the field and and you can be an academic athlete too and I think that I'm struck by how many people have been touched by him and by his light and my heart goes out for his daughters that are still here mainly the littlest one because she'll never know her daddy other than in pictures and, and video. But I think that it's important for you to think about that dash in your life. What is? What will people say about you? What will your employees say about you? What mark are you leaving on this world? Are you just trying to get paid? Or are you just trying to make money? Or are you trying to really have an impact? Do your products and services make a difference in people's life? Does your leadership make a difference in people's lives? I mean, I was very fortunate earlier this week, one of my former interns that I hadn't seen in five years came to visit me. And she's all grown up now. She's got a master's degree and she wants to start a business. So she wanted to come talk to me. And I was so struck by all of the things she told me that she learned While she worked for me. And I think it's important that I always try to leave people better than I found them, no matter whether it's an intern, an employee, even a customer. And I think that it's important for all of us to think about how we leave people. If we left tomorrow, how would we leave people? And so with that, I just want you to think about that. That is really my action point for the week. How will you leave people? How will you leave your family? How will you leave your employees? How will you leave your customers? What indelible impact will you have on them? I think it's really, really important to think about because it might make you make different decisions. Do what you can, but make sure that um, your family feels like they're your number one customer because at the end of the day, they are all you have. And when the business goes under, when the business is doing well, It's your family that's going to love you either way. I am Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and this is my ode to Kobe Bryant, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.